Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is episode number 158 overall. But if you're keeping track at home, it's season four, episode eight. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And Craig, we are here for the tight end roundtable, and it can't be a roundtable without our fine contributors. We are again joined by two of two of the greatest contributors we could ask for. We have Cinch. Cinch, how are you? How are you? Things are going great. Thank you for having me. That's good. And uh, for reasons I'll never quite understand, we've invited back the show killer, Sean. Hello, Sean. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> yes. Yes, I normally don't discuss mm. download numbers on the air, and I won't here, but let's just say <laughs> let's just say the August numbers aren't what they normally are. Um, and I'm going to blame Sean solely for that because the numbers before Sean, our ranking episodes were very highly downloaded, but the round tables, not so much. So, but we're today we're going to talk about tight ends. And then if time permits, we're going to sneak in kickers and defenses, because if you need a round table on kickers and defenses, then you must be completely new to fantasy football. But first we start where we always start. I need to know what people are drinking. Let's start with our guest, Sean. What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Cowboy Conky Kong Dong. You already Dong. drank it. <laughs> no, I did not. It's an From apricot flavored smoothie. It is a hoof hearted brewing. It is a uh, double IPA with pineapple added, 8%. And... Pineapple added? No. No, what is it with you and fruit being added to beer? <laughs> I understand that there are hops that like add a citrus taste. Like Citra adds a lot to it. I get that, but I can't do the fruit added to my beer. That that's like that's like how margaritas were born. Somebody it's, added like fruit to like tequila, and all of a sudden we had that. It's it's good for the summertime. I like you know a little bit lighter. Um, you know I know IPAs can be a little heavier, but with a little bit of fruit in it, maybe it can uh, just be a little bit lighter. Oh, Cinch, save us. What are you drinking tonight? I have a small business relief. Small business like relief from who? <laughs> Reverie. Oh, oh yes. Okay, yes. The source gave Eureka. me a couple of these. Eureka hops. Yeah, with Eureka hops. Yes, that was actually a solid beer. I, I enjoyed that one. It wasn't my favorite, but it was, it was high up there. And I do like Reverie Brewing. I remember most of my last trip there because it was Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> So, uh, Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, today, I am going uh, local, like Cinch. I have a beer from Aspatuck Brew Lab. This is Pedro El Negro. It is a black Excuse IPA. Me? <laughs> it's well, a, I hope you enjoy doing this podcast. This is it's, the last a, it's a black IPA, so it's it has the aftertaste of coffee, but it's not a normal coffee. It's not a coffee stout at all. And All right, they actually I'm get the beans soda. from a, a local uh, uh, coffee roaster. I'm drinking Ooh. soda this week because I had a bout with vertigo this week, which, you know, two-second side story, what I found out in the COVID age, if you say you're dizzy and you're feeling tired and you walk into a walk-in, don't be shocked when they throw you out the door and tell you need a COVID test before you can come back inside, which is exactly what happened to me. And I ended up in COVID jail for two days because I had <laughs> – symptoms of vertigo i'm like i don't have covid i just need someone to tell me why the room is spinning and they were they treated me like a, it was like i was like a leper it really was i felt like i felt like i had like a giant l on my back and 
it was it was crazy. But I I'm still recovering. I'm I'm feeling better, but I'm still recovering. So I'm foregoing the beer for for tonight's episode. So let's talk about some tight ends. You know what? Tight ends. Let's do some quick hit news and notes. Um, just a couple of things that are happening this week, and then we're gonna get into our tight end preview. Um, David Montgomery was carted off the field today with an apparent groin injury. Uh, the signs were good afterwards that it wasn't as serious as it may have been, but it did give us enough time for us to throw around the memes of football in the groin from the Simpsons. <laughs> I turn to our resident Chicago Bears expert, Sean. Sean, what's the word on David Montgomery? Well, first of all, that was misinformation because uh, apparently he was not carted off the field. He was, he did make come off the field himself, although it did not look good. But um, according to Nagy, you know, he's hoping that it's not serious. So the CBS um, Sports headline is David Montgomery carted off I, at Bears practice with a parent groin injury. I understand, but uh, the, they, I've heard, I heard on uh, SiriusXM that, uh, that he apparently wasn't carted off. So. NBC Sports headline: Davis Montgomery, <laughs> David Montgomery carted off at okay. Bears practice. Fine, fine. I'll tell you. I'm telling you what I heard. But uh, again, uh, Nagy hope uh, is saying he's hoping it's not serious. I uh, groin injuries. Oh God, who knows? If it's if it's bad, he could be out for most of the year. If it's uh, C- not C-G bad, Mosley. he could be. Mm. If the Bears it's not, wire. He- reporter from usa today <laughs> bears running back david montgomery carted off field with non-contact injury hey from what i like i said i heard on on serious xm that it was this is this is some donald trump reporting from, from well maybe from, from maybe he walked off the there. field to the sideline mm. then he was carted off mm, maybe i don't know i heard from some guys that he got carted off i just heard this before i came out here <laughs> <sighs> Okay, so but, but you're so, telling us the point is it's not uh, as severe as it looked. I, I I'm hoping not, but who who you know you never know with a groin injury. I mean, if it's severe, he could be out most of the year. If it's not, if it's not, he could be back um, and be ready for week one. Uh, who knows? But um, they're they're uh, Tariq Cohen is not a three down back. Um, Ryan Nall is there really back up i guess so you know i know you everyone's heard that name and um give cordell jeremy patterson, hell a job then <laughs> yeah right uh, uh cordell patterson was designated as is designated as a running back now so i don't know where they're going with um with the Neither running back situation I, well exactly i mean uh can Devonte freeman be there signing who knows i don't know what depends on what they figure out from the find out from the doctors i guess Okay. Well, you know, the only minor groin injury is when it's someone else's groin. Yeah, true. That's a valid point. It's a very valid point. I just got a breaking news alert on my phone, but I can't. It won't open properly. Uh-oh. ESPN is reporting something. I'm trying I'm trying to get the actual report in here. It appears that ESPN is reporting the NFL is launching an investigation into the Washington Redskins allegations, mm. uh, which is our next our, – I'll put that up next on my thing. We have allegations out of the Washington football team of a not only a toxic work environment towards women, but now that cheerleaders were filmed inappropriately while they thought they weren't being filmed during official like team calendar shoots and whatnot in an effort to get some um, less than flattering picks for the owner. Uh, what do we do about Washington at this point? This is like out of control. 
Oh man, I think just at this point they need to the NFL needs to boot out Snyder and everyone that worked for him and just start over. That would be, but I yeah, the owners will have to agree to to have him removed, and he has to sell. That's the only thing I can think of. I mean, uh, I is there any kind of like you know program he can do to be more sensitive, and and he has to complete certain things. For him to remain as as owner, I don't know. This is what kills me about the 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 ESPN app. So I'm sitting here with you guys, and we're recording an episode, and I get this breaking news headline, and of course my iPhone only shows me the first like six words, <laughs> and it says NFL <laughs> announces Washington investigate, and it just dots off. So I tap the link while we're talking about David Montgomery, thinking, oh, we have breaking news. When I tap the link. It opens the ESPN app. What the oh, ESPN yeah. app headline is, Brewers won't play Wednesday. Oh, yeah, I That's hate... not what I tapped. So, I, it, I hate the ESPN app for that reason. It's, it's so it damn says that 25 I hate more... ESPN for different reasons. <laughs> so it says 25 more women accused Dan Snyder of sexual misconduct. Oh, he's got he's got to go. So... Yeah, because I think somebody had, like, Somebody's like, oh, the owner wants us to record this video and you know, make sure you see the good parts or something like that along those lines. Unbelievable. All right, we got to move things along because, believe it or not, we're already 10 minutes in. We haven't talked about tight ends yet. Um, <laughs> other quick headlines. I'm not going to ask for opinions on this. We're just going to toss them out there. Uh, we already have problems in New Jersey as supposedly uh, Le'Veon Bell was removed from practice by Adam Gase. Adam Gase says that it was due to a tight hamstring. Le'Veon Bell tweeted, ain't nothing wrong with my hamstrings. So we already have problems in New York. Uh, so I'm sorry. Le'Veon Bell has been a major problem attitude-wise forever. So if he's not happy, he moves down my draft list. I strongly uh, disagree. Uh, excuse me for Okay, you have in. 15 seconds. Go. Gase has never liked football players in Miami. He traded away Landry. He had to get rid of every value and they didn't have much but every value that they had he had to get rid of he didn't want bell now he's there and he's picking fights with bell bell was the perfect citizen last year he just had no offensive line to block for him okay fair perspective uh moving on kiki kuti is hurt that's breaking news that should shock no one um kiki kuti is is that could be a headline every week and we could just say that and fail to disclose what he's hurt this time because (laughs) It really doesn't matter. And good news, Sony Michelle back on the practice field uh, coming off the PUP. So that's fantastic. But let's get into our tight end because people want to talk about the tight ends. The people are listening because they've got drafts coming up. They've got tight end issues. So really quick, we're going to run down what we had for our tight end rankings. Um, we had Kelsey at one, Kittle at two, and we had Zach Ertz at three. We felt very strongly that the drop-off came up after the top two. So the first tier was really Kelsey and Kittle. And then we dropped off already. Uh, Ertz was at three. Mark Andrews at four. We have Darren Waller at five. Evan Engram, so. Jared Cook, Hunter Henry, Tyler Higby at nine. And then Hayden Hurst drops out at the top ten. We got Austin Hooper at 11 because he's in a position battle. We've got Noah Fant at 12. TJ Hawkinson at 13. We have Jonu Smith at 14. And Rob Gronkowski at 15. So, gentlemen. Kelsey and Kittle are both going to be going probably in most redrafts. I'll pull up their ADPs right now fairly early. 
Are you comfortable with grabbing them early? <clears throat> most um. most situations, probably not. Uh, you know, of course, it could change with what's available on the board, but most situations probably not. Um, you know, you have that tier. The next tier is probably the next three of Andrews, Ertz, and Waller. Great. And then definitely after that, it's like wait. <laughs> so let me tell you right now, in a PPR redraft, a full point PPR redraft, Travis Kelsey's average ADP is 19, so that puts him solidly in the second round. George Kittle's is 24, that puts him solidly in the third round. Are you so Sean's not willing to pay up for it? Cinch, are you willing to risk a second round pick on Kelsey or a third round pick on Kittle? Both of those guys, yes. But other than those two tight ends, the rest of the tight ends could all just, you know, wherever they fall on the draft, that's where I would draft them. They're the only two that I would reach into the second or third round for. Okay. So so let me ask that. Let me ask that next. So let's ima- so they're going to come off the board in the second or third round. Let's imagine you don't get them. Your draft is proceeding as normal. Let's say Mark Andrews is still out there. When do you start thinking about the Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz, Darren Waller level? Are we around fourth, fifth round? Where where does that conversation start to happen? Let's start with Craig. Uh, for me with those guys, you know, it's going to be the same kind of thing. It's going to be situational, but I would definitely start to look at what's available towards the end of the fourth round and definitely the fifth round. Um, I don't think Darren Waller is going to last past the fifth round. If he does, I'd be shocked. So, but it really depends okay. on what your draft looks like. Sean, I'm I'm agreeing. I I think um, I I would go after them in the fourth fifth round. Um, I am thinking that you know if I don't really love the wide receiver at that point, I would go with them again at this point because at this point I probably have two running backs. Um, and one wide receiver in the and and if it's the fifth round, I've probably got two and two, maybe three and one even, you know. But there's the the wide receivers are so um, depth that so much depth that that I might consider one of those tight ends. Yes, Finch. I think once you get past the top two guys, I let the tight ends fall to me, and I will not necessarily have the third tight end or the fourth tight end. I might have the seventh or eighth because Mm -hmm. I think they're very close to the same thing. I I kind of agree with Cinch on that. I, I, it it would take, it would take a very specific circumstance. Like Sean said, in terms of like what wide receivers I have, how my draft has gone so far for me to consider one of the Andrews Ertz Waller um, guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll, I remember last year, 20, 2019, go pull the tape on our week one DFS. I was talking about Darren Waller as a sneaky, cheap option. He was. I was at, there. And he was. I think he was at like 2,000. He was probably just was, above minimum. Yeah, it was like either – it was between 2,000 and 2,500 in that, that And range. it paid off big. He hit like 5X that and then, week because nobody yeah, knew who he was. And then two weeks later, he was like five grand. <laughs> yep. Mm. He was one of the top five most expensive tight ends, and I don't think we could touch him the rest of the year. But – yeah, so I mean, I, I I kind of agree with that. So so the only thing I'll I'll disagree with Cinch there is that I don't think that the three four five this this year of Andrews Ertz and Waller are the same as after that. So I would consider them a little bit above 
you know, after, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, I would definitely consider those guys a little bit more premium. Well, I, I think I think he does, but I think his point is, and I'm looking at the ADPs right now on Fantasy Pro. Mm-hmm. Darren Waller has got an ADP of 53, but Evan Engram is the next name down on the list, and he's got an ADP of 70. So that's mm-hmm. a round and a half to two rounds. Are you really going to reach up for Waller when you could just get another wideout or get another need and then get Evan Engram a round or two later? And I Hunter trust- Henry is going 10 picks after that. Do we want to just wait for Hunter Henry? I'm getting background noise from somebody, by the way. Um, if if you could, if you if why reach for Darren Waller in round five when you can have Ingram or Hunter or Hunter Henry in round eight? And the other thing you have to consider is if you're going to have the guy in round eight, now maybe you're getting wide receiver, maybe ten off the board yeah. instead of taking that tight mm-hmm. end, and now you're up to wide receiver 16 or 18 next time you come around yeah that's 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 exactly where i'm t- well t- well again I'm this looking- is this is where you have to look at what what wide receivers are available and what what's right. going on around it so let me see the the closest wide receivers to darren waller at 53 overall the wide receiver going just before that is dk metcalf at 51 mm. i would definitely pass on waller to grab metcalf uh, but the next guy down is DJ Shark. I don't know that I would pass on Waller for DJ Shark. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I if DK Metcalf is there, then I'll take DK Metcalf because when I get down to Evan Engram at ADP 70, the guys around him are AJ Green and Marquise Brown. And I think I would rather have Engram and Metcalf than Waller and Green. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's where mm-hmm. I'm at. Craig, your thoughts? And I know you're a big AJ Green guy, but would you rather I have am, the combo you know, of AJ he, Green and Ingram or Waller with Metcalf? He he already got hurt in in tra- in camp this year, so <laughs> I don't I don't know. Like I I Shocker. love him, but fantasy wise, I don't know if I would draft him. So if you know I had a pick, I would go with the Metcalf and Waller option. I I think Metcalf's gonna have a big year. <clears throat> I I can't I can't tell you why. I've just got that gut feeling in the pit of my stomach that this is going to be the year he becomes the one there i so. i took completely agree with that <laughs> yeah sometimes Soft you know more jinx you just have to go with your gut feeling no matter what other people say because that actually the last time i won uh uh college basketball tournament was when uconn won and i picked uconn yeah. to go all the way and everyone was like why the hell did you pick uconn and i was like i don't know man it's just what i feel <laughs> Oh, that was that was the brick crying on the floor season. That was the the hungry huskies because they barely made it in. Didn't they have to make the finals of the Big East tournament just to make the field that yeah, year? Yeah, they weren't they weren't ranked that oh, high. Who was who was the guy that that carried them? Oh God, I'm blanking now. on his name. I can oh, see his well. face. I'm blanking on his name. Who's that guy <laughs> in college basketball? But we're on tight ends. All right, so I got a list of five people. This is CBS's top five guys most likely to break out. I want to hear one name from each of you and then just a couple of seconds of why you want to go with that guy. So we got Hayden Hurst, Blake Jarwin, Mike Jacecki, Jonu Smith, and Dallas Goddard. I'm putting your feet to the fire. You have to take one of those five guys. Which one are you taking and why? Let's start with Craig. Huh. Let's see. What were the this? What were the last two guys on that list? <laughs> the, the the first two I read or the last two? The last two. 
were Dallas Goddard and Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith. Um, <clears throat> for me, I'm going to go with Hayden Hurst. I've always been a fan of his. The year he was drafted, he was the best tight end coming out of college, and now he's in Atlanta. And as we all know, Atlanta likes to throw a lot, so that's why I would go with him. Okay. And to the tight ends. I, I agree that the best year would probably be Austin Hooper, but uh, not Austin. I'm sorry, Hayden Hurst. <laughs> he wasn't on the list. Wow. He was a Falcon but, though. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, would be Hayden Hurst. But the biggest, because he's kind of already expected to be a little bit, you know, up there for that breakout. But I think um, that uh, Blake Jarwin is going to surprise a lot of people. So I, I probably go with him as the biggest because you could get him the latest and have the biggest reward. Okay. Cinch. I disagree with Jarwin because I think there's just not enough footballs to go around in Dallas. Mm. I, I think it's got to be in Atlanta. Matt Ryan always throws to the tight ends. Austin Hooper is going to have a decline now because he wasn't that good. It's just, he had so many targets. So that's, that's where I'm at. Again, I'm not disagreeing that he's going to have the best year. I'm saying the price that you pay in in the draft for for Hayden Hurst is going to be a lot more than than what it will be for uh, Blake Jarwin, and I think it's going to be he'll be it'll be worth the the waiting. Okay, I'm going to go with Jonu Smith, and I'm going to regret that because he's still playing with Ryan Tannehill. But that's who I'm going with, <laughs> and I'm going to own that. So, by the way, the answer to the trivia question: Who was the best player on the last UConn championship team? The answer was Shabazz Napier. Ah, yes. Shabazz Napier, and ironically enough, the only member of that team to make it to the NBA. So <laughs> I looked that up too. Um, no. Let's go with maybe. I don't <laughs> know. Fair. I'm on, I'm on the college. I'm on the college sports reference page, so I have no idea. Okay, moving on. So. Let's do some let's do some quick hits because believe it or not, we, with this the the tight end is is a weird category. You can talk for hours about it, but you really kind of because there's there's really just a fair few guys that you're there's three people, really two people, people that <laughs> two actually, and that's who you like, and that's who you like. All right, quick hits. I so here's how quick hits works. I toss out a question. I point at each one of our guys like the McNeil Lehrer News Hour used to do, <laughs> and they give me an answer. And a 30-second explanation of why they're going that way. And yes, I will screen names. Anybody else remember the old SNL skit they used to do with this, where they would ask outrageous questions of their panel? They'd be like, "Aliens, real or not?" And they would just call out a name, and that person would be like, "I, oh, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about." So, all right, here we go. Tight end, quick hits. Who is your sure shot? All things being even, you want to draft this one guy. You want some shares of him, Cinch. Uh, Kittle. Kittle's my guy. George Kittle. You... Craig. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is not a tight end. Damn it. Oh, I so you, I, I thought you meant anyone. I didn't realize they're tight end. Uh, Darren Waller. <laughs> tight end episode. Waller Darren Waller. Asking for... Yeah, Joe Darren. Mixon. Joe Mixon. Oh I'm God. sorry. I cut off since before I heard why of George Kittle, other than I, you know, he's George Kittle. Well, or Kelsey. There's no difference. I think they're both one and one A. The difference is the quarterback. Craig's going with Darren Waller. Sean. I, I mean, the obvious choices would be one of those top five of Waller, you know, and, and up. But um, further than that, I, I'd go with, um, I think I'd go with uh, 
Hawkinson. I just think with with um, <laughs> hey, I think with with this uh, uh, quarterback back that that it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time in uh, Detroit. They're gonna throw a lot, a lot. You're all wrong. The correct answer is Tyler Higby. <laughs> okay. The, yeah, sounds like Beatles, he sounds like a Beatles song. <laughs> yes, the question is, who do you have to have? I, I'm not paying up this year. I've got my eye on Tyler Higby in the later round. So he's the one guy I'm like focused in on in most drafts because he's laying around there later. All right, so we already identified the top tier is Kelsey and Kittle. Give me one guy outside the top tier that you're looking at. Craig. Uh, <clears throat> my personal favorite, it would be Noah Fant. Noah Fant, why? Uh, I don't know. I just have a feeling Denver's going to show people they're a better team this year, and he's going to be a big part of it. Are they going to win the division? Probably not. Or I just think they're going to be much improved from last year. Sean, guy after the first tier. Uh, again, uh, probably if it's not one of, the, the, of Andrews or Waller, I'm probably going with Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Cinch. Well, you know what? After the first tier, just whoever falls to you. That's the correct None. answer. How about, <laughs> how, how, about, how about Eric Ebron in Pittsburgh with Roethlisberger? I think there'll be a lot of touchdowns to go around. He could be a good sleeper guy. That's intriguing. I actually, that's a very intriguing pick. I had forgotten he was in Pittsburgh now. He can Pittsburgh drop passes in a whole so city. Bad. So bad. Are they? Uh, they're not eight. They're broken and not aging well. I just don't think they're going to have a great season. Oh, all right. Guy to avoid. The one tight end you want no shares of whatsoever. Sean. Rob Gronkowski. (laughs) Because? Because he's old. He's got two other tight ends there. I mean, he's just going to be the, 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 okay, this is going to, this is the important play. I want him for that. It's not going to okay. be that he's going to have numbers for fantasy. Okay, cinch. Guy to avoid. Uh, guy to avoid. Gronk, because he's not going to be healthy. <laughs> uh, Craig. Um, you know what? I'm going to have to make it the th- a three-peat. I'm going to go with Gronk because he, he's talented, but he's still made a paper mache even if he's back with Brady. So, You're all wrong. The correct answer is Blake Jarwin because I think Dallas is a tire fire that just hasn't come out from behind the curtain yet. And I think that the Jarwin hype is, is not there. Okay, next one. The guy you you would love to get late. A guy you're looking at and going at his ADP, I would probably grab him around where he's going. Cinch. One more time on that question. I, I didn't understand what you were asking. A guy you want to grab late. A guy that is not going in like the fifth, sixth, seventh round. A late guy that you're like that guy could very well outperform. One 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 other thing to that one. So is this like a second tight end maybe? Like if a you have sleeper, a larger your sleeper roster? tight end. It's not a okay. sleeper. It's not a sleeper question. Okay. Everybody everybody has that guy that they look at later in a draft and go, if that guy's sitting there in like round 12, 13, 14, he's worth taking a shot at. I don't necessarily think he's going to be a sleeper but he might be, he's going to be better than where he gets drafted. Who is that guy okay. at tight end? And Sean, stop moving. You're picking up a ton of background noise. That That's not me. All right. So whoever's moving around and creating wind, please stop moving. <laughs> creating wind. <laughs> creating wind Hawkinson, is the subtitle. Hawkinson could be that pick, but Sean's going to take him higher than I would. 
Um, again, could be Ebron, could be um, could be Higby, could be lots of guys. Okay, but that's why I'm asking. <laughs> give me one or two. You give me one or two. Craig. Uh, my guy would be Chris Herndon. Once he stays off the go juice, uh, I think he's going to be much better than his ADP is predicting. Sean. I'll bring up a guy that hasn't really been talked about a lot. I'll go with Gusecki. Very possible. No very possible. <laughs> yeah. Mine is CJ Uzoma. Mm. Am I saying that right, Cincinnati man? Is it uh, Uzoma? <clears throat> Uzoma, yes. Mm-hmm. I think I think Cincinnati could be vastly improved. We all know I'm on the Joe Mixon train. I think Tyler Boyd's going to have a better year. Um, I think that if they're going to, if Boyd and Green can both stay on the field, then that's going to op- open up opportunities for Zoma because they're going to have to go deeper on the coverage. All right, quick hit. We got two tight ends now in Cleveland. We got David and Joku, and we've got Austin Hooper. Which one has a better fantasy season, Craig? Uh, and Joku, because he's been there and he already knows the system so there's going to be no really learning curve for him and he already has uh experience with uh baker sean i mean (laughs) they brought in hooper i think that he's gonna have the better year they want him i don't know why they they're not gonna give Najoku a chance i don't think but i I just think it's gonna be hooper cinch and joku or hooper break the tie i say it's hooper and I think Cleveland is going to have a better year than people anticipated. They have the fifth easiest schedule. I think they're going to put up points. I think it's Hooper as well. All right. Going to Seattle. Will Disley or Greg Olson? Sean, who has the better year? Uh, Disley. Time! <laughs> Disley. Okay, Disley. Sitch. Irrelevant. You don't want either one of those guys on your team. Wow. wow. Okay, but you got to take I, I, one. Uh, I'll take Olsen because he's had a better career. Okay. Okay, but you, but you would avoid both of them. Fair enough. Craig. Yeah. Uh, same reason as Njoku. I go with Disley because he's been there. I think Disley's going to have the better year, but I'm kind of leaning in the same direction as Cinch. I'm not used to agreeing this much with Cinch. This is weird for me. <laughs> okay, Patriots. I've got Lacoste. I've got Asiasi, and I've got Keen all on the roster. Which one is the go-to guy, Cinch? Okay, Lacoste opted out, so he won't be there this year. Okay, got to scratch him off the list. Then again, he was there last year, and he may as well have opted out because he wasn't there last year either. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say Asiasi just because I've heard he has good hands, but with no preseason games, I haven't seen him yet. So he would be my pick. Again, would you, would you draft him over Will Disley? No, he's irrelevant too. Oh wow! All right, Craig, Asiasi <laughs> or Keen, and are either of them relevant? Uh, I don't think either one are relevant, but I'll go with Asiasi. Sean, same. I agree with all. I agree with all three of you. Absolutely agree. This is very strange for me to agree with you guys. I normally like to just <laughs> say not, no. You're, you're not drinking. <laughs> I'm not drinking. That's absolutely correct. All right, there is a boatload of guys on the roster in Washington. Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle's still there. Some guy named Thomas is there. Some guy named Rogers. And Thaddeus Moss is also in Washington. Craig, are any of them usable? Uh, for me, the only one that would be usable is Moss. Um, he's an extremely talented tight end. He can block, so I feel he's going to be on the field <clears throat> Excuse me, the most out of all of them. Sean. That's all he's going to do. 
I, oh my god, so irrelevant to me. None of them are are worth are worth uh, taking. But uh, I guess I. Hmm. I won't Thomas? hold your feet to the fire. If you say they're all irrelevant, then they're all irrelevant on that one. Cinch, anybody in Washington usable? No one anywhere on any part of the team. And I think Moss is out of Washington. I think he had an injury settlement and left. Did he? Okay. So that's something that I missed in my analysis today. Really? The, the internet lied to me today and said that Thaddeus Moss was still on the roster. But I, I now that you mentioned it, I feel like I heard that too. All right. Next one is a Bears one. So it goes to Sean. You've got cool. two guys there. You've got Graham and you've got Komet. Which one is going to get the start? And is he fantasy relevant? Graham might be fantasy relevant. There's been talk about how good he looks and blah, blah, blah. But uh, am I drafting him? No. Um, you know, Bears in a dynasty league. In, no, in a dynasty league, Cole Komet I might draft. But, you know, other than that, I don't think there's anything there. Sage, Graham or Komet or neither? Sorry, neither. Fair enough. Craig? Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to have to go with Sage on this loves. and uh, be neither. Craig loves rookie tight ends, too. I do. It's so hard for him not to say Komet right now. Okay, so there's a lot of these battles that are irrelevant, but one of them that might really be relevant is the one going on with the Rams. We still got Gerald Everett. We still got Tyler Higby. Cinch, Everett or Higby? Higby. Okay, Craig. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Higby. Sean? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't see any uh, competition there for for catches. Catches anyway. Maybe they'll put the other guy in for blocking, but Higby's definitely the catching see, I, end. I do. I think Higby's going to have the better year, but I think Everett is going to cut into his numbers just enough for it to matter. So mm. as much as I like Higby, and he's kind of the guy I'm sleeping on. And I kind of said that during the previous segment. I also, that's the reason I'm sleeping on him. If he goes before I can get to him in like round 10 or 11, I am not going to cry about it because I am not that sold on it. So, all right, moving on. Let's do our fantastic kicker preview. Here's my, here's well, my, what, I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I won't interrupt. I, we didn't go over the Tampa Bay tight end situation. But you also told, Who's the told best me that, one there. You all told me that you were avoiding Gronk, oh, yeah, so I kind of skipped it. I, but who else so, is there? O.J. Howard? O.J. Howard, Cameron Brate's still there. Okay, they both I mean, stunk last year without the competition uh, of Gronk. Why would I touch it? I would not touch any of them, <laughs> but let's put it out there. No. And are, is anyone touching the Tampa Bay tight ends? No. It's a no for me. Cinch? No. Craig? Nope. Sean? I'm saying no. I'm saying no because <laughs> of the, the three of them being there. Talent-wise, I think that that there is definitely talent in that if they went, someone went somewhere else. But okay. that's it. Let's move on to our fantastic kicker preview. Here is my entire kicker preview, and then I'm going to kick it to all of you. My kicker preview is if you're in a league that uses kicker, draft one. Draft one that is particularly on a team that scores a lot of points. I'm looking at Baltimore, Kansas City, New Orleans. If you can get one of those three kickers with your last pick, I say do it. <laughs> Craig, what do you got for kickers? Uh, yeah, same thing. Definitely look at a team with a high-powered offense. So, yeah, like Tucker, uh, Bucker, Lutz, Zerline. Well, actually, Zerline's on Dallas now. And the interesting, in Dallas. interesting thing about that, I have a feeling he's going to be kicking a lot of field goals, which are normally more points in fantasy. Sean? I, I can't disagree with that, that analysis. 
Um, yeah, to go with the guy with the high-powered offense. A lot of extra points, a lot of consistency. You know, you don't want to get the guy that has nine points one week and, and one point in the next week. So, Cinch. I agree. The only thing I would add in is you may want to draft a guy who plays in a dome. A lot more easier kicking there. Yes. That's a great point. And you know who fits the bill for all of these things? And he's a little lower down the list because the team oh, hasn't Lord. been good. Matt Prater. That, where is, is Matt Prater? Oh, Matt Prater he's is actually Detroit. number six on the ADP. Yeah, he's in Detroit. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Young Ho Koo in Atlanta. You could have him. I, <laughs> wow. I think and- – Besides the fact that Koo is a great name, I, I think that, you know, it's a it's a dome. It's a team that, that, that can provide points, but sometimes it doesn't. He's the guy I'm looking at. So don't be shocked a week or so from now if I draft Young Ho Koo. Of course, you're all going to take him right before I do now because oh, I've just let duh. that slip. <laughs> don't worry. Oh, I've already <laughs> thought about him. I love the name. I went yeah. to school with somebody with that name. But that was his Young first Ho name. Young Ho No, no, just oh, Koo was his first name. Oh, Koo was his first name. Okay. All right, so that, that is literally our kicker preview. Draft one, drop him when his off week comes, pick up another one, then drop <laughs> that one, and get the other one back if you can. Yes. End of story. Yes. Defense is a little bit more nuanced. I just want to hear from guys. The only question I have about defense is, what do you look for in a defensive team you pick? Are you looking for low points because you're in a league that has point restrictions? Are you looking for turnovers? Are you looking for special teams? I just want to know what is the primary thing you look for when you're picking your defense, Cinch? If you can get a defense that's going to score points, that's great. If you could get a defense that has a good kick return, if you're doing defense special teams, you get a punt return or a kickoff return, that's points on the board. Uh, The defenses that hold the opponent to a low score, you might not get a lot of points out of that. It sounds good. Feels good if it's your favorite football team. But for fantasy, it doesn't really rack up the points. Fair point. Craig? Uh, so for me, I actually do kind of go with who has the lower, you know, allowed lower points. I also look at sacks. So for me, like a team like the 49ers would be the perfect defense. Sean? Um, I, I kind of look for teams that, that turnovers, uh that they 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 can strip the ball, they can get the fumble recoveries. You know, if if they have a great kick return person, that's a bonus. Um, but especially in our kind of a league where you get extra like five points for a safety instead of two, you know, it brings up you guys. You have to know your scoring system basically. And my other suggestion is never be the first one to pick a defense. It's it always goes. There's always that one person that goes way too high. San Francisco, Craig, apparently he's going to be the one. So I will wait till after that. It's interesting that all of you had slightly different takes. Sean was looking at turnovers. Cinch was kind of looking at a whole picture, kind of focus on the special teams where applicable. And Craig was really looking at points scored. It just goes to show defense is a tricky thing to figure out. And depending on your format, which is a great point that Sean made, your format is really what's going to dictate how you look at it. I, I, yeah, San Francisco is the one hot defense that everyone is looking at this year. I'm not going to worry about it. I like to pick up the younger defenses. Last year, I was a big proponent of the Chiefs defense and it actually worked out for me. I probably won't be that high on the Chiefs defense this year. Believe it or not, gentlemen, we are out of time. We need to go to final oh. thoughts. 
So let's start with our contributors. Let's start with Sean's final thought. <laughs> final thought. Um, on tight end drafting, it's go go with, um, you know, don't, don't reach too crazy. Um, you know, you can always get a good value in the later rounds. Um, you only need one. Um, if it's a tight end premium league, which there are, where they can get a point and a half, then you got to adjust your your rankings uh, accordingly. But uh, don't 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 feel like you have to you have to get that first tier. Uh, also, also don't feel like you have to get a tight end because all of a sudden there's a run. Great, Cinch. Final thought on tight ends. And well, kickers I'm, I'm going to go to kickers for my final thought. Please. This is the year of the COVID. Okay, so in no other year would I ever say you might want to have two kickers. But Sunday Mm -hmm. morning, you find out your kicker tested positive and he's out for the game. That's usually too late to pick up a player. So if you have the roster space, might not kill you to have a second kicker. It could be the difference of, what, 10 Mm -hmm. to 15 points if you had a good kicker. So that's my final thought. Interesting. I could see that. Mm -hmm. Craig, what do you got? My final thought is, hi, Deb. And my second final thought is, reiterating the whole defense thing, definitely know your league scoring for defense because that is going to make a huge difference uh, in what you decide on who to draft. Because, you know, if if you say your defense allows, you know, 21 points, 28 points or whatever, and all of a sudden you're in negative numbers, that's bad. So... Because I've lost, I've lost games because my defense allowed too many points, and they wound up being like zero or negative three, and I lose by one point. So, absolutely. My final thought is just this is the end of our roundtable series. I want to give a special thank you to Cinch and to Sean for participating in it. Even though Sean kills our show, uh, <laughs> we do appreciate both of their sets of insights on this. Um, I, and I, I think the big thing I want to point out to everybody this year. I think the COVID thing has really forced us to remember why we do this. Yes. I wish to suck the soul out of my enemies as they lay bleeding on the ground because my <laughs> team's up by a hundred points, but it's really because I love the person whose soul I'm trying to steal. And the, the this is, this is a fun activity. Go have fun with your drafts this year. I, we may not be able to do them in person for a lot of leagues. That's a, that's a change for some leagues. That's not, but enjoy the process, enjoy the actual draft of it, and enjoy the season because I think I think with many of us having been in states where there's been limited social activity, this may be the best opportunity we have in a lot of states. So go out and have a good time with your draft. As always, wherever you're listening to us, please leave us a review. Well, Craig, we got a couple reviews on Apple Podcasts this week. I was very excited we to did? see that. We did. Wow. We had a couple new reviews. Um, they, well, they rated us. They didn't leave us any comments, so I have no idea why All they right. rated us what they rated us, but thank you for giving us a rating. Uh, wherever you listen to us, check us out on uh, Facebook, on the Fig, the Football Fig Nuts podcast on Facebook. We're at Fig Nuts DFS on Twitter, although Twitter is a cesspool during an election year, and I'm avoiding it like the plague. Probably <laughs> after this, the election is over, I'll probably be back on there. We will be back next week. I won't. Hey, Craig, by the way, heads up. I have a draft next Wednesday night, so I will not be available for recording. So you'll have to bribe one of our contributors into joining you. I'll I'll uh, bribe one or two of them, I suppose. If you can bribe them both, by all means. But uh, but we will have an episode next week. And then, believe it or not, 
The week after that is the week of September 10th. It is week one, and we will be jumping into DFS. Hard to believe it's already, like, literally on the horizon, but it's right there. So for Cinch, for Sean, for Craig, my name is Britt. Thank you so much for joining us. We are the Football Fignuts Podcast, and we will see you soon.